Welcome to Mint, a unique look into how the creators of today are building the communities of tomorrow by harnessing the power of Web3. I'm your host, Adam Levy, and let's kick off this episode by giving some love to our three NFT sponsors. They are Coinvise, Poop, and Social Stack. First off, on Coinvise, you can create a personal or community-owned social token on Ethereum. Coinvise also helps you create incentives through token rewards and bounties, NFT business models, and bot integrations for Discord. Discover more by visiting coinvise.co today. Next up, we have Poop, or short for Proof of Attendance Protocol, who enables a novel way of creating one's life diary. Leveraging NFT technology, Poop facilitates an easy way to mint non-fungible tokens related to meaningful events. It's frequently used in crypto-native communities, and now it's starting to create NFT collectors in the mainstream too. Collect or launch your own POAP today by visiting poap.xyz. This episode welcomes Dada by Pelo, a multidisciplinary artist, creative director, and NFT artist based in Nairobi, who's fully immersed in growing her artistic expression and community building skills within the Web3 space. She also leads the community at AfroFutureDAO, a social stack community that aims to grow a vault containing hundreds of hours of raw footage and thousands of photographs of African history. In this episode, we talk about physical versus digital creative energy, AfroFutureDAO and the future for its community, digital divide in African art, why capture these historical moments on chain, and so much more. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Dada, welcome to Mint. How are you doing? Thank you for being on. Thank you so much, Adam. Like, I feel amazing and I'm very thrilled. It's been a long time coming, the Mint X Afrofuture DAO collaboration. So I'm happy to be here. I'm doing great and I hope everyone is. Happy New Week. Happy, happy New Week, GM, to all and everyone that is <laughs> that is listening. You're right. It is the long-awaited Afrofuture DAO X Mint collab. Uh, you know, I scope a lot of communities across crypto Twitter, across all these platforms, and uh, AfroFutureDAO stood out to me specifically because I thought it had a unique mission, but I don't want to sell it for myself. I want you to talk about it. But before we even get into that, can you quickly give me a quick brief about you? Who are you, Dada? What should we know about you? But more specifically, what were you like before crypto? <laughs> sure, sure. Um, Dada, Dada Boypello is just one of my very many aliases as, a, as an artist. Um, I like creating aliases, which is something that also drew me into the NFT space randomly because, you know, PFPs and stuff like that. Um, I was really drawn to them. So I just recently started investing in crypto like last year and um, joined NFTs early this year around uh, February, end of February, March. And uh, it's been an interesting journey. It's been life-changing for me because before crypto and before NFTs in particular, I didn't sell my art. It's not that I didn't sell it. It's more like um, I didn't have an audience I could sell to. So I never sold my art. I was basically um, a starving artist and uh, boom, NFTs are here. And I don't know, it's like interesting to be the face of NFTs in like my country and to be able to make a living as an artist. So I've juggled so many creative careers because, you know, I'm trying to make ends meet solely as an artist and not do art and other things. So I've been like a photographer, creative directory. I've done a little bit of modeling and um, also like I've been practicing traditional art for like 
probably 10 years, 10, eight years and uh, drawing, painting, watercolors, oil pastels, and even wooden sculptures. So I've been really tapped into my creative energy for quite a long time. And I'm just happy to be able to express it through NFTs and be able to actually make a living out of it. Because currently I'm working online uh, with Afrofuture DAO, as you know, mm -hmm. and also full time as an, as an NFT artist. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's literally a whole new world. It's like a dream come true for me. For sure. How is the creative energy different uh, between creating things that are physical versus digital? For you specifically? Um, for me specifically, I have, I'm quite sentimental with my art and I'm not saying that just because it's physical and digital, but I'm like a lot of people, uh, a lot of collectors in the physical art realm have not gotten like a liking to my art or I haven't really tapped into people who can appreciate my art to the capacity that I want it to be. Like I would be selling um, an A1 canvas at probably $50 or even $45. And I have to do like an extra detail painting. And I'm like, the difference is so massive because when we come to NFTs, um, I'm mostly working on uh, my digital computer, which is like my Wacom pad. And uh, it takes averagely maybe an hour to three hours for me to create this piece. And like someone's, like a collector is going to come and just drop four thousand dollars on it and i don't even know if they know how life-changing that is for me but that's wild it's been a crazy relationship between uh me moving from physical art to like digital art and yeah. also finding like an in-between for physical art and digital art in nfts like i'm just settling in yeah i wanted to ask you like because you're just settling in, like what have been some of the biggest misconceptions you've experienced uh, as initially a physical artist now migrating into the digital world? Like what, what are some of like those big things that you thought were one that, thing but actually ended up being another thing? Okay. Um, the first thing that I really thought NFTs would be is like a get rich quick scheme. So um, a lot of the videos on YouTube that I was watching, a lot of the content I was reading is like, oh my God, look at this 18 year old who's making $300,000 from NFTs. This, I don't know, 24 year old just made $1 million from NFTs. Um, NFTs will make you rich. This is how to get into NFTs. And I'm like, it takes, I think it takes a lot more work than physical art. And uh, a lot of the problems that I see within the physical art world or within like physical art environments is like they all kind of like transcend into the digital world. So like I end up um, getting burnouts as an artist, like it's very easy because you have to shill, you have to join clubhouses, you have to really sell yourself and uh, uh, make value for yourself and your community in order to like really succeed within this uh, industry so that's one thing I wasn't particularly ready for putting myself out there and pushing myself out of my comfort zones um, but now it's it's something that I'm comfortable with it's something that I do on the regular and, and it's something it's like a culture I'm trying to cultivate within my life where I can push myself and push uh, myself beyond boundaries of money mm -hmm. and uh yeah, even the beyond boundaries of what I think I can create. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And how did that kind of like transition to you being a part of Afrofuture DAO? Um, 
it it's so interesting because Afrofuture DAO came at a time of my life that I really, really wanted to completely immerse myself into crypto. So I got into Afrofuture DAO. They collected before I got into Afrofuture DAO, actually, they collected one of my pieces. And I was like, that's how I found out about Afrofuture DAO. And I was like, this is a like a really cool DAO. I was reading their statement and their website and just looking at some of the historical pieces that they have on foundation. And I was blown away because uh, for me, it's intimate because that's my history, you know, like it's my history and it's a point of uh, like time that I didn't know about. So I was like, Afrofuture DAO is really cool. Um, fast forward into like around August, I think it's October, um, you know, Afrofuture DAO works in this uh, way that there's uh, each quarter, there's like five images that drop from the Mohammed Amin collections. And that's just one of the stuff that's in the archive. And we also have uh, like five artists who drop uh, amazing pieces, which are not themed. It's actually quite open and you get to uh, to explain what you think Afrofuture means to you as an artist and visually translate it into like a composition in an NFT. So I happened to get chosen to be one of those artists. And it's, I feel very lucky. I feel pretty lucky to have gotten the opportunity to, you know, um, express what Afrofuture means to me. And it's been an intimate journey since then. So fast forward after being one of the commissioned artists uh, for the second AFTR drop, I ended up hopping onto one of Afrofuture DAO's governance call and they were expanding their team. And, you know, I signed up because uh, I wanted to take part in building the Black community and specific the Black NFT communities. And it's so important because, uh, you know, the the percentage of uh, Western artists, the African artists in the NFT space is actually crazy. And uh, I'm trying to make that easier. So that's how I got into Afrofuture DAO. And uh, that's how this magical moment happened for me. Let me ask you this. Why do you think uh, Web3 may be the perfect medium to unlock the value of Africa's history? Um. I feel like a lot of the issues that come up within African history is either um, the stories being hidden or the stories not being not having access to like expression or just a lack of access and uh, ways to express ourselves. And I feel like Web3 will help that will help in a way that not only will it validate and authenticate like where the stories came from and make it easier for us to understand like who in particular came up with this story or who in particular does this story involve in a certain particular time. Um, I think it builds value in the community whereby anyone can access these stories and um, it's transparent to the point that Everyone can also share these stories. And uh, I feel like that can really build the community because a lot of Black voices and Black stories are like lost and uh, I'd like to say diluted or, um, yeah, diluted in particular. So I feel like Web3 really gives the artist and the storyteller and the creator the opportunity to tell the story as they want to or as it is or 
as they want to express it. And that is really powerful to me. That's uh, an opportunity a lot of artists don't get to do. Um, I feel like artists are really, we're really dictated on how we should create, how we should live, how we should earn like a living and what we should say, what we should express. Um, so yeah, those are my thoughts on Web3 and uh, the artists, African community and historical assets. Yeah, it, uh, you know, people people reference Web3 as this like new cultural renaissance um, driven through technology. And the last year we've seen like the rise of NFTs. We've seen a lot of new creators enter the space, what typically was like a lot of like uh, non-sexy talk, like cryptography and infrastructure type of discussions have now evolved into colors, art, music, culture, all these really, really sexy things that kind of attract an audience and, and build a lot of excitement around a new, I guess, a new medium. And one thing that I think is super interesting about Afrofuture DAO is it's really capitalizing on this, this the sexy side of crypto by taking really cultural pieces and, and eloquent pieces that are like timestamps in history, right? Photography, essentially putting them on chain and making them even more permanent, right? And as I guess like as a uh, I guess as as uh, what's the word? I'm like blanking out over here. As legit as that sounds, as aha and like obvious as that sounds, it's one of those things where capturing African culture and doesn't have to be African culture specifically. Any type of culture to the form of photography, I think, is very very valuable. And then let alone putting it on chain, and let alone starting an entire community around it with a social token to kind of create and sustain awareness is super brilliant. It is. It is. I exactly why my mind was blown during that governance call. So I was like, if I hadn't attended that governance call that day, I would probably not know a lot of the things that I know now. And one thing about the NFT industry or the community or the space is that even if you don't know, you end up learning a lot as you progress and as you grow into the community, which is one thing I really, really love about this space. It's a very supportive and it's a very open uh transparent space so that's just it's amazing to me that this can exist and it's a good time for it to exist as well yeah what what does the future look like for afrofuture dad like what do you see it becoming in like let's see two three four years um i feel like afrofuture dao is already a digital museum mm -hmm. i'd like to call it a digital museum um I'd see it becoming like, I would want to see a physical Afrofuture DAO, not just like a metaverse Afrofuture DAO, somewhere you can walk in and actually find the NFTs that people have bought and that have been um, stored and that have been curated. And that's what, I don't know, I just like the idea of NFTs extending also into the physical realm and being able to access it uh, uh, beyond digital ways and beyond digital devices. And I feel like uh, Afrofuture DAO is headed into kind of like a very cool historical museum that's packed with information and uh, historical assets and culture. And, and I can't wait to also see the number of artists that we'll be able to support and uh, uh, and amplify through our commissionings. Like, I can't wait to see how many we'll have because the pieces are dropping about five each quarter. And in a few years, that will be 
quite a lot of uh, a lot of uh, art pieces so mm -hmm. i can't wait to see where that goes yeah i'd like to take a step back uh and kind of like put afrofuture down to the side i'd love to talk about more about the, the creator landscape in africa you being a creator yourself what are some what are some trends uh or insights that may not seem so obvious to outsiders um about what's happening what's cooking with creators in, in africa um when i think about that question in like an nft art aspect um mm -hmm. what are kind of the tips that i would give an artist uh who is not sure about joining the nft space or who has questions about the nft space and i'm like the it's it's sad but it's beautiful at the same time the amount of culture the amount of talent and the amount of like craftsmanships and hard-working artists we have in Africa but I still feel like it's an untapped industry like the creative industry is tapped but I, I'm underfunded yeah I like to see to say underfunded especially like in my country Kenya um it's undermined as well. People don't think artists could make a living or artists actually deserve to make a living for making art. Um, yet it's one of the things that fuel growth within the country. It's one of the things that you'll see everywhere on posters, on billboards. So I just like to see a community where artists can actually be artists and make a living out of it. And I would like to actually tell many of the African artists who are out there and are trying to get into the NFT community is to try something new and to kind of like see NFTs as a catalyst for something that could grow and that could transform their lives and that could transform um, the creative economy in general around every single country in Africa. And that's kind of like my main tip is also like just step out of your comfort zone. And um, it's also sometimes not just stepping out of your comfort zone, but also doing something that you like to do, that you'd like to express. And um, I would also just like to tell the artists that um, be yourself, especially when you're trying to sell your art, uh, make sure that your values are being represented in your art. It's not all the time that you have to create a story for your art. It's not all the time that you have to save face or make face for, you know, selling your work. Just be yourself. And at the end of the day, I feel like if you just build value around your art as an artist, which means take time to understand your niche, take time to understand your collectors, take time to understand what you want to represent. I feel like at the end of the day, you'll succeed as an artist. And that's basically like how I live my life. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. you need to live your life very fundamental, with or without NFTs, right? For, for that yeah. to kind of show off and kind of shine through your like your cryptographic work per se, you know, that needs to yeah. be who you are and the values you stand with, I guess, uh, from your point of view is what you're saying kind of thing, right? That's how I'm kind of understanding exactly. it. Exactly, exactly what I'm saying. Because like, I feel like I've experienced more burnouts as an NFT artist than as a traditional artist. And it's just from all the things you have to do to sell your art. You know, it's not easy selling your art. You don't, you don't just like um, mint your NFT and list it and someone comes and collects it. Sometimes it takes months, sometimes it takes years. Some people actually don't sell their art at all. So I guess it's just a game also of patience, like how patient can you be and 
not being too greedy for money. Yeah. Yeah. And that line of thinking. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. What do you, what do you think, uh, I guess is stifling more adoption for African creators to kind of jump on board into this web three movement, tokenizing their work, their art, their craft, what do you think is missing to kind of like drive further adoption? Um, I'd like to say that a lot of, uh, companies based within Africa are not particularly keen on joining the crypto industry. There's also mm. um, very strict governmental uh, regulations within Africa on crypto. Very many countries don't allow these kinds of things or they think like it's a scam or they just uh, align it with very negative thinking. So I think that that stops a whole lot of mass adoption because when I relate uh, African countries to like uh, the US and I'm seeing there's Vogue, there's Times, there's Forbes, so many people, so many brands, there's Pepsi, so many people trying to get into like NFTs, big, big brands. But when we come to like Africa, I'm really not seeing like um, the same kind of movement within these core brands that could end up... uh, creating FOMO or like creating mass adoption in a way that um, they attract more people to like look at this this is like NFTs and this is going to be big in like the next few few years so I don't know how long that will take to like get to us because I feel like that would really change the environment to the point where even like the smaller African artists like um, us who would practically not be known by many people out there uh, would be able to collaborate with these big, 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 big African brands. And I feel like just by that, it would uh, create a whole lot of amplification and mass adoption. So I'm really looking forward to the point where um, African artists, like huge African artists, I'm talking about Burna Boy, I'm talking about Wizkid, I'm talking about I'm talking about Saudi Soul, and these guys are trying to collaborate with the uh, uh, with the smaller, I don't like saying small artists because it sounds so demeaning, but I mean um, artists who are not amplified or who are not yet in the scene or who are not yet known in the scene. I feel like that would really be the catalyst to mass adoption within Africa when they really see what's possible and they have like a valid uh, organization backing it because Africans are tough, man. I'll tell you that for sure. Us as Kenyans, we're so tough to like um, uh, come to the conclusion that something is real, that they need to see tangible efforts, which includes money, which includes, uh, I don't know, like the person living a lavish life. So I don't know how far or how long till we get to that point Mm -hmm. as Africans, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Can you talk more about like the process of joining Afro Future Down in like, I guess the next step is how did this kind of come into fold and what kind of like content and footage and and artifacts kind of get collected? Like what is the, what are like, what is the, I guess the, what's the word? I'm blanking out here. Like every, every community has, it's like, it's sheet of fundamentals, you know, they look for kind of thing. Like this Mm kind of reminds me of like the whale community that whale shark kind of, co-brought to life and a bunch of nfts that he's collected over the years i think it's like over two hundred thousand or something probably more at this point it feels like a similar vibe like how did that come about and uh, what kind of content do you guys collect um afrofuture basically collects afrofuturistic art and that all narrows down to what afrofuturism means to you 
particularly for me, Afrofuturism means Black people getting to express themselves the way they want to, when they want to, and how they want to. So when you think of that, it really opens up the, you know, the boundaries as to how far we can go uh, and how uh, different the our collection looks like. Uh, like the process of joining Afrofuture DAO, I happened to buy we have a collectible collection on the near blockchain and it's called uh, the Afrofuture Mafia and it costs uh, just about 25 near, which should be around 100 to $120, I'm not sure yet. So the process of onboarding onto Afrofuture DAO is pretty easy. And there's so many ways that you can earn the Afrofuture tokens and there will be many more ways that we're about to to bring up into the the community that will be will enable people to have kind of like a rewarding token system so if you tweet like our one of our posts if you retweet them you'll be able to earn tokens if you comment you'll be able to earn tokens if you join and participate in our discord chats and calls and our twitter spaces um such kinds of things will be taking place actually quite soon quite soon so people will be able to earn afrofuture tokens just by doing simple simple tasks and this is just how this is how easy like afrofuture has made it for uh the common artist or the common person who does not have like a hundred thousand dollars to give Dada, cut out again. Oh, God. Hello? Hello, hello. Um, let me see if I can move around. Just give me... Hello? Can hello, you hear hello? me now? Yeah. Is it much better? It was better. It just keeps cutting out. I don't know why. Okay, I'm so sorry. I think it's just my network. I'm even stressed. <laughs> no worries. But, no worries. Um, good. Let's let's start one more time from the beginning. That works. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um, so there's many ways you can onboard into the Afrofuture community, and it doesn't just end at uh, collecting one of the Afrofuture mafias, which is uh, our collectible, our generated collectible on the near blockchain. That's just one of the ways that you can join. But we're about to introduce a rewarding token system um, that will allow our users and our participants to earn Afrofuture tokens just by doing very simple tasks like liking our tweets, retweeting our tweets, like engaging and live tweeting during our Twitter spaces and uh, Afrofuture radio calls, which are so dope. And I think that it's, it's something easy, even for the common artist and the common collector and the common person who is about to join like NFTs to do. So there's nothing really hard and there's nothing really high valued or like pricey that you need to, um, to like give to join the community. It's also about, you know, supporting the people within the Afrofuture community. You just, you don't have to be like part of Afrofuture DAO to support Afrofuture DAO. So um, yeah, buy an Afrofuture Mafia, retweet our tweets, join our Discord community because that's where a lot of updates go through. 
and you'll be able to be onboarded and guided if that's what you need by one of our team members, like our core members. And it's quite easy. And it's, uh, I feel like you have like a lot to reap as an artist, and as mm-hmm. a collector in terms of information. Yeah, it makes sense. I guess I want to ask you a couple more questions. So what yeah. would be, I guess, the end goal of capturing all these moments? Like, okay, you have a vault, a digital vault of all these high quality, epic moments uh, in African history, okay? what What's next? Like, what do you do with that? Do you, I know you talked about, in, in, like earlier about being a, a digital museum, you know, being able to scout that, but what, what can it extend beyond a museum, you think? Or how can it, I guess? Um, I think also a lot of these, uh... Uh, historical assets, to me, they look like art or they are art. And a lot of them are not tokenized, they're not capitalized, they're just hidden or they're not sold. And I feel like um, it's quite an undervalue to not uh, sell these pieces. So I feel like even just by putting these, uh, some of these photographs up as NFTs and being able to sell them and generate money for the community, um, it's a way to you know crowdfund and it's a way to uh, build the community just by um, selling art and uh, putting value on art that would have not have any value at all and would have been hidden and would have not been seen at all and I feel like even just by showcasing these images and this these cultural and historical assets it's really inspiring to the community and it's a huge step to very many things that we would be able to do in the future. It's not just about, you know, putting up the art and seeing the photo. It's about being able to actually sell the art. It's about being able to support the community by selling that piece of art, by um, by sharing that cultural asset. It's like, I feel like it inspires a lot of African artists to move into the space as well when they see something that's theirs and they see that it has value and they see that it's been valued in the industry, I feel like it really inspires us to to work into expressing ourselves and to work also into valuing our culture and our art. Yeah, it makes, uh, makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. So if, if, if I was a creator who wanted to make it into the, the, the vault, okay, how would I go by doing that? What does the process look like? Um, so if you do want to access the vault, you do you need to have uh, a set amount of Afrofuture tokens um, or you need to have an Afrofuture Mafia. And the Afrofuture Mafia is probably the easiest way that you can access the vault. Just by having um, the Afrofuture Mafia NFT, you will be able to get whitelisted. And it's simple. It's as simple as that. You get a link to the photos and it's thousands and thousands of historical assets and historical and cultural photos that are dating from I think the 1950s all the way till the 1990s and it's insane it's insane because a whole a whole lot of these moments are we would like to think that they were undocumented but they're documented and they're just not out there people just don't know it and uh, it's actually a very what can I say Um, It gives me goosebumps when I open the vault, like when I can see the pictures in the vault and to know that I can do that from anywhere in the world and any one of us can do that from anywhere in the world. It's just crazy to me. But yeah, it's as easy as buying one of our Afrofuture Mafia uh, on the near blockchain. And you can access that through our Twitter 
our Twitter has all the links that you need to know. And also our website is very up to date and has every single information that you need to know. I love to hear it. Super exciting stuff, Dada. Before I let you go, where can we find Afrofuture Dow? Where can we find your work? Give us the entire spiel. Yes. Um, currently, Afrofuture Dow is mostly based on Twitter and Discord. And we are called at Afrofuture AI on Twitter. And on Discord, we're called Afrofuture Dow. But you can find all our links on our Twitter. And uh, even our website is Afrofuture.ai and has every single information that you would need as an artist to join um, Afrofuture DAO or to even join, you know, the NFT industry. There's a whole lot of information on the vault and how to access the vault and Club Afrofuture, was, which is our Decentraland uh, spot where we showcase uh, art. And uh, yeah, all that juice and goodness is on our Twitter, which is Afrofuture AI. And uh, for me, I am at dadaboypello.eth or HVR memoirs, memoirs like memories. And you can find my art on Foundation, on Zora, OpenSea. Um, I'm a pretty experimental girl. So I have very many different pieces touching on very many different themes. And I hope uh, I can expand that collection soon and also like my collection because I want to be able to collect other people's art soon. But yeah, be sure to check in with us and be sure to uh, to give us some retweets and likes and comments. It goes a whole long way in amplifying us and the community in general. Amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, I hope to have you guys again soon. Thank you. Thank you, too. It's been a wonderful and very easy session. I'm happy to be here.